We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. One, and we are live. What's good, everybody? You know, another episode of mdh tv coming back at you special guest right here one of my probably my main man on campus you know we had a lot of good times you know he goes his name's jack mcgee but he goes by mr mcgee you know himself he's been on a couple of pods before but uh how you doing man how you been oh hey tommy thanks for having me and uh i'm not bad man you know i've just been chilling doing my thing uh Getting ready for like, well, cause like I'm, I'm the youngest of four right now. And so all my siblings are home and none of them have jobs. So like, I'm trying to get a job just like them. So we're all trying to get jobs right now. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, not a whole lot. Just really, really enjoying life while I can. Enjoying these years of freedom, that, like without having to, you know, be completely self-sufficient while I can. How about you? Yeah. How about you guys? Oh, I'm doing perfect. I'm doing. I'm doing better than I can ask for. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was talking to you earlier, Andre. I, I like the new the hairstyle for those of y'all watching. Look, you you. you about to get some clips. Getting ready to get some clips. So. Me. Yeah. Oh, word. Uh, what was that? I said, "Oh, word." How's the skating been, guys? It's been good. Yeah, it, it's getting better. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's a process, like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a long one. It's a long you one. Skate? Ah, I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself a skater, but you know, like I, I can ride around. I can, I, I can ride with you guys. You know, like I, I can ollie over some shit if I'm having a good day. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing about this guy right here. Is you know how I told you that Lehigh has all those those mountains and there's like them big ass hills. Mm -hmm. This guy rip sticks down. He he hill bombs rip sticking. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I feel like that's the that's the craziest thing you do because it's like you're already having your feet wobble. Like that's oh. that's what you're not supposed to do on the skateboard. Yeah, it's fucking uh, it's all on the hips, I guess I, I would say. And it's like it, I don't. It's not really as scary as he puts it, Tommy. I appreciate you talking me up, but it's like, you know, I, so what, what I get like, <laughs> my time, I cut it. You know, I'm. I wouldn't say I like I, I bomb them, but you know, I, it's fun as fuck. And I, and I learned from Tommy because he was just like, "Fuck it, let's do it." And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even got that attitude. Like I yeah, can't, like hill bombing is just not for me at all. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I tried to to step on the because he he's the one with the apartment I was telling you about at Farrington Square, and mm -hmm. I tried to just stand on the rift stick in <laughs> his apartment, busted my shit. And I was like, you know, it's it's just not for me. You, know, you got to do it while you're moving. That that's the key. That's the yeah. Key. I heard you can't just stand on it. Like you got to actually like go. Mm. Well, I remember as a kid, like I I couldn't do that as a kid. So I know now, 
my coordination is, is just it's not there for that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got a ripstick here. I was thinking about, and you know, it'd be reminding me of you, Jack. And I was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna try and, and ride this thing, but that shit just, it's not, not for me. <laughs> Man, I, I've, I've yeah, been missing Tommy. But... Uh, it's been, because it's, it's been weird. Cause, like, I've been coming home to my friends and like, I'll just be like, I don't know. I, I can't whip up a conver like, like I can't whip up a conversation like I can with you with your presence. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was it was real easy, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, that that was fucking weird. Oh, oh love that, Andre. Good good shit. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> hold a little G before here too. Nice. You know, you know. I've been um on my sober October, even though it's not October. But you know, I haven't smoked since we left campus. So I'm taking a real long tea break. I'm just very excited to come back. So I know we're gonna have some good times. But yeah, Andre, I know well, I don't I don't even gotta ask you, but you just gotta pull a Jeep with this guy. Cause he takes it like a champ. What is that? I don't know what pulling the Jeep is. You know, I think you're the best to explain this, Jack. But go ahead and tell him what a Jeep is. Uh, so what essentially is, is like, you have a cup of water. Imagine like it's just a normal, like bottle of Coke or whatever, like the plastic one. Mm-hmm. You cut the bottom off of that. So it's completely like there, there's air that's able to get in and you stick that, uh, you stick that Coke bottle with the bottom cut off into a larger container that's full of water. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is when you stick the Coke bottle in the empty Coke bottle with the cap off, uh, it forces all the air out and you just have, you know, a bottle and uh, a bottle in water mm-hmm. and so then what i do is i screw in a cap and on that cap is like a socket that's melted into it and airtight and I, in the socket i put weed and so then what i do is i light it and like pull up on the bottle with the cap with the socket mm-hmm. and what that does in the water is it forces all of that smoke like due to like science and like creating vacuums and shit into <laughs> that bottle and it like so much more efficient than a joint or a blunt or anything like that yeah. because you know when you're smoking a blunt it's like all that all that smoke that like dissipates into the air it just gets wasted yeah, yeah. you use like just such a tiny fraction of the of the weed and it's really economical in my in my opinion and that not that? only that it'll fuck your ass up like you'll be <laughs> Why did you say I could do that? I, I barely <laughs> smoked like two joints. <laughs> I, I, well, I maybe like, it, I thought it was like a beginner move. Like, no, look, look, you feel me? You know how much I smoke. Yeah, it had me dead the first couple of sessions. Like, you know, I didn't tap out because you know I'll just never tap out. That's not Should not the person I am. But nigga, I was hurt. You know, and the first time I did it. I fucked it up and you know Jack was a champ about it. He was all cool about it. He acted like I didn't even do anything wrong. But I was trying to get all the smoke in and I coughed in it. And this was before you know you got the two liter. That was with the it was just like a regular bottle like that. So he ended up upgrading to a two liter uh what probably like four weeks in into yeah, something like that. I, I, it was actually a liter bottle. It was a liter bottle within a two liter container. Okay, yeah, but it was a bigger bottom. It was it was nice. That's what yeah. they said. gnarly. <laughs> but like you said, it saves so much weed. Like you know, a blunt you'll have to roll like either a point five to 
at least a gram, not even a point five. Let's say it's like a gram, mm-hmm. and like you'll get higher or whatever. But with these Jeeves, you're using maybe a point two to three for just a bowl of the socket, and you get about what one to two to three good hits out of each each of those. Yeah, it depends on and get really up to you. Yeah, so is it kind of like a yeah. bomb? Is that like yeah, it's yeah, called a yeah. gravity bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool on that. <laughs> we we had a bunch of good times with that, you know, just that mixed with the music, mixed with the, you know, late night uh, talks and the rides and all that. So, it's you know, chilling, me and Jack, yeah. yeah, me and Jack have became real good friends, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hey, happy, happy to have met you, Tommy, and you, Andre. It's pretty cool that I get to be on a podcast because I've always, like, I think it's just cool as fuck that you guys are just like, hey, you know what? fuck it, our conversations are, like, so dope, and I think other people should listen to them, and, like, and I love how it's just, like, a conversation, you know, that's all it is, and I think the fact that you get viewership, that you get, you know, these listens proves that you guys were right. Appreciate that, bro, it's crazy, because that's literally how it started, it was, like, me and Tommy would be at the skate park, and this was, like, when like the riots and stuff were first going on, we would have these conversations. We'd be like, like it we was like some cold ass shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then we, uh, and then it was really his idea. He was like, bro, I want to do a podcast. And I was like, bet, because we was already spitting knowledge. And then like, we'll catch ourselves and it'll be like, bro, let's just say this for the pod. Yeah, it, yeah. Like before yeah. we even did the first pod, it was like, bro, let's just say this shit for a pod. Yeah, because I remember, I remember, I think it was 420. And, you know, this is when I first started skating. So we just always have these back and forth, not necessarily arguing, but like you said, these good ass conversations. And I remember one time we went to the park and it had just reopened because COVID had everything closed. And we literally, we were skating for maybe like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Then ended up just sitting down and talking for like, what, an hour and a half, two hours. And then we got up, we was like, damn, we haven't even skated or nothing like that. <laughs> and we actually started doing it, like the first pod that we did, really, MDH, we always, we've had this idea, you know, since uh, uh, since we took shrooms and we were on the roof, Yeah, remember, of, of my house? Yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> that was real funny. We'll, t- we'll tell that story. But that's when the idea was born, but it wasn't really structured until at all, you know, I got to campus and then I came up, you know, with the name MDH TV, I found a platform to put it on because the first one we did, we just put on my old YouTube channel and it wasn't, it was cool, but it wasn't structured at all. You know, I, I was, what was I sitting garage. on? I was sitting on a, yeah, I was sitting on a suitcase. <laughs> I was literally sitting on a suitcase as a chair and we were trying so hard to get our camera like, to put up or whatever Bro, and, and then, then we just randomly had one of our homies call in and it was cool like a lot of people liked it but you know now i feel like we're really starting yeah. to get structured really Bro, what made it worse is that it was so hot in vegas at the time that our phones would literally overheat while we were recording then we'd have to switch the phones out and then we'd have to send it to each other and you know like sending a message that's over like five minutes takes like a while if it even sends so it was like that whole like first podcast was a mission. Like we even tried it in the car first, and almost died. <laughs> what happened there? Yeah. 
it was just so hot. And one, we was in there for like maybe what ten minutes, and I had and we no was sweating, either. like sweating balls. Oh, and then, shit. yeah, my phone just overheated, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so we just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, can you tell me more about yourself, Jack? Because I don't know you at all. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So right now I'm at my hometown. Uh, I'm in Pittsburgh, which is man, I love the city. I really do. Uh, like got a lot of cool shit attached to it but not enough about that about me now uh yeah so I'm just kind of like I don't know I kind of view my existence in the terms of like hey you know what Jack like you should instill your like not my influence but just the overall influence of being a good person in as many people as you can Mm-hmm. and I just believe that, I don't know, I think, it's a, I think it's a really powerful and rewarding thing to, you know, see, you know, see the good that you've put in the world produce more and more good things for other people. Yeah, definitely. You know, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm just all about making everybody as, as comfortable as I can, you know, like, in, as included as I can, uh, I don't know, just making sure that when people cross my path on their, on their, you know, on their journey of life, and we all have our different journeys and paths and whatever, but when they come across mine, I want it to be a pleasant experience for them that hopefully maybe can, you know, may, maybe make a big impact on them or not. But, you know, it's like, you never know how, you never know how, uh, like, how strong of an impact just a simple act of kindness can do yeah for sure a little one at that you know the thing about jack it's like he's such a positive person like i don't think i've ever really yeah i've never really seen him you know irritated or angry or mad and i think the only time that i saw him kind of irritated was because this dude was being you know a dick or whatever but even that irritation it was it would have been somebody else's you know positivity you know that's how you know, just positive of a guy is, and you know, you know crazy Tommy. Yeah, that I don't. I don't think you know. Actually, I think this podcast would be a great place to uh, put it out there. I actually have an anger issue. Believe oh, wow. it or not. Yeah, and it was like something that uh, was with me a lot as like a kid, and I guess it was also just because like being the youngest, I always tried to be like my older siblings and things like that. Just never, it never really worked out. Uh, I, I had to deal with a lot of rejection and like just kind of I don't know figuring shit out for myself uh I don't know I guess I got angry at that but it's, it's been something that I've dealt with since being a kid and then like around junior year of high school things just kind of like clicked sophomore year of high school something, something like that I was just like hey like you know the power of a deep breath is really you know really powerful thing mm-hmm. uh and life doesn't I don't know just the whole fact of separating the logic from emotions and being able to look outside of yourself yeah that's that's very interesting because I feel like me and Tommy both when we were younger playing basketball especially me I know and Tommy can agree I was one of the most hot-headed people I know till this day (laughs) like (laughs) like like you said well senior year for me where it clicked and it was just like why am I so angry at basketball or at whatever 
And, mm-hmm. you know, now I know, now I think I'm one of the most positive people I know. And it's crazy how like you could, you, you could do that full 360. So it shows like it's hope for everybody. If you feel yeah. like anger issues, you could change that around just like all three of us did. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, that just blows my mind that, you know, all three of us, you, you two are probably the two most positive and two like, the two people in this world that are like really doing their positivity, you know, shines on other people and it rubs off on other people. So it's crazy to think that both of you have had your problems with anger in the past. You know, me, myself, I, you know, I had anger issues, but it was really mostly towards myself. And, you know, I had to, you know, deal with that. So I think, you know, to our listeners, everybody that's listening, that should just go to show you all it really takes is taking a deep breath and really listening to yourself to figure out what's the problem and then all you got to do is fix it after that as soon as you that's that's something we always tell our clients as soon as you identify the problem that means you're making progress because (laughs) you you seeing titus (laughs) yeah yeah, i told you bro i'm struggling at home like man i'm trying fighting hard to find places to do this but as soon as you identify the problem, you know, you're halfway there. You just got to figure out the solution. I'm glad to hear that you figured out a solution. Andre, you figured out a solution. I'm figuring out a solution. So happy to hear that. Um, Now, you know, Andre doesn't know a lot of the stuff that we did. I hung out with Jack, if not every day, at least four to five times out of the week. And we don't have some cool, yeah, we don't have some very, fun adventures, you know, you, you want to just tell them about some of your favorite ones? Yeah, man. Uh, sure thing. Uh, so I feel like during the day, most of our like hangouts consisted of like just either walking around outside and like skating down mountain, like skating down from the top of campus. We throwed Frisbee like one or two times. We played soccer that one time and there was like this we came out like uh i think some dudes in tommy's house invited uh invited us to the soccer game that he was yeah. playing it was like all these kids who were playing soccer and uh and tommy was actually killing it on at goalie now that i remember it he was <laughs> he was like save after save against these kids who were like had cannons for feet just it was amazing it was amazing it was, it was in like we, we did have we just smoked i don't know Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then really just like, uh, Tommy showed me a lot of cool spots, like by his- So me a lot of cool spots as well. Oh yeah, like the Frisbee park, like the, there's this cool Frisbee golf park. It's like in the woods and, excuse me, you get like this cool view. Uh, and the roof of my dorm we can go to by like, uh, going around this fence on the parking garage. That's where we go every night uh, to pull Jeeves. The kind of like it's kind of like our base. Home base is kind of like the roof of my dorm. I feel like yeah. uh, and Tommy's room. Tom Tommy's room is like Tommy. You have a cool ass room, dude. Thank you. I appreciate little, that. Yeah, that nook. But <laughs> 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 uh, I feel like I feel like the majority of memories that I have with you, Tommy, are like the positive ones it's not really about the actions, the things that we did, although like, 
have like I feel like we haven't done anything like or at least I haven't done anything that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I feel like it's more it's more the conversation. Yeah, I wouldn't say overly crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean, the only we had crazy fun, and I was just this this just came to mind. You know, we went on a lot of drives, and you remember that one time yeah. where we were racing the couple on the highway coming back from or was it going to her i think it was coming back from villanova after going to see your brother yeah that was oh yeah 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 i I totally know i never you're talking about yeah that was fun as fuck dude yeah yeah Uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah. tell tell them about the type of car you oh yeah yeah that that brings me to my first question so i already know that you want to be an engineer so maybe you could tell them about the type of car you have and like how that influence you know has you know, contribute to the career that you want to, you want to do in your major. Uh, yeah, man. All right. I, to- I totally love that aspect of myself uh, out of there. Uh, I'm really into cars. I like cars and motorcycles. I just love, like, I think it's cool as fuck the way that like engines work and how humans like figure that shit out. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I drive like a, a Volkswagen Golf GTI and that thing's like a, it's like essentially just a commuter car with a turbo in it from Volkswagen. It's, it's like, it's, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. You know, like, and then you can feel when the turbo kicks up, like you can get more power and it's just a, it's a really fun car to drive, but yeah, it's really shitty in the snow. I almost crashed like five times today just because <laughs> today. Yeah. <laughs> because it's snowing. Yeah. We, we're getting like six inches. I think it is now it's been snowing since like midnight. Golly. Yeah. Yeah, we had like a little taste of snow, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't do it." I almost crashed too. Really? Oh, yeah, I was. I was so scared. It's the car yeah, stopped working. Scary. Yeah. The season. And uh, but also, I'm all yeah. And so, uh, Tom, and it, it's a stick shift too. So like, you can know you can really like adjust. You can't get the proper control for. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can. You can keep people entertained because the car handles so well. So when you take tight turns, you can really throw yourself around and shit like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. I and I like cars, and I think I'm actually. Tommy, this is one thing that's great about college. I or like Lehigh, or I think it's just any college. They they want to help you out. Like they want to help you out. Like I reached out to some people and I was like, yeah. hey, what are the possibilities of Lehigh giving me money to go work on a motorcycle with a faculty member and like disassemble it and reassemble it and like while simultaneously learning about the, you know, different parts and whatever. And like they gave me the contact information, some guy, and I think, I think we're going to make it happen. I had no promises yet, but like, I think it's going to happen and I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That is one thing because I've been trying to get, Andre to at least, you know, try and throw an application in there for a transfer. Even though, you know, stuff's going good for him Ooh. at the college he's at. You know, I'm happy, but I gotta wait. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I just keep trying to tell him that he'd love Lehigh. Like I know that you would love Lehigh. No, it, it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice campus. I have to say it's it, it's really grown on me and I miss it. I'm I miss it, Tommy. Thanks. I miss it hella. Especially after being here, I'll be like, you see, I it's like you you really realize how much privacy you have. I, 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 I'll tell you, Tommy, I've never had any privacy in my entire life growing up. My room as a kid actually growing up was a hallway into my brother's room. Damn. 
and uh like you know it, it was still like a pretty nice size room like don't get it wasn't just like a hallway but uh like we we, yeah. then we shared a bathroom and then uh when now when my brother grant comes home we share a room we share the basement but uh so yeah i've i totally know what you mean with the no privacy thing it totally sucks and that's one thing i really appreciate about college it's amazing yeah and 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 just you know hanging out with people you know being able to have conversations and all that because you know you come back to where you're from and it's kind of like you you went to college and you're able to you know talk about the things you really want to talk about lead your life how you really want to do it and, you know for us three I know that's in a positive manner and then you come because I know for most people you know they're just either always partying you know all that bs but mm-hmm. then you come back here and like you really realize how well that contributed to your mental health have you been struggling with that at all since since leaving me yeah i know i i mean not necessarily mental health wise but i've been like struggling with not being able to vocalize the things that i'm really you know feeling and the way i'm really thinking just because you know my family's not going to understand where i'm coming for understand yeah. the type of thing i actually i had a couple of run-ins with that now that you mentioned that uh and it's, it's the reason that my older brother grant went back to uh philadelphia it was because like on i think the day before thanksgiving my parents had some friends over and uh you know we, we they were sitting by the by the kitchen and they and they invited me like they were like oh come have like have some drinks with us talk about how college is whatever just like you know they hadn't seen us for a while one of you know get to know whatever who gives a fuck but uh and uh it just it kind of sparked into a pretty like heated argument and and it centered around like just equal opportunity in itself uh with a focus on like care for the individual versus care for the community. And my brother was getting really heated and I was kind of like almost mediating between uh, between the two parties. Like I, I remember uh, like three, throughout like three times in the conversation, I was like, okay, well, hold on now guys, like group hug. I'm making you guys hug it out. Like I, and I, made, I made everyone hug just to make sure we were all good. Uh, but yeah, and then it kind of got more heated and then I stood my ground on uh, some topics and they weren't about that. My parents got really pissed and it was a whole big thing. Uh, and my brother went back to Philadelphia and I got in some trouble, but yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. It's weird not being able to, or go, just going back to that, like, I don't know, when you go to college, you go outside all these boundaries. And then when you go back, you're still outside those boundaries mentally, but just within your actions and attitudes and things like that, you have to stay within certain bounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. almost, it almost feels like a step backwards in a sense, because it's like, yeah, you go out to college, you try all these new things, not only, you know, physically, but spiritually and emotionally you try all these new things and you you know like you said you step out your boundaries some and then you come back and it's like you feel confined like even though I have like you know all the freedom in the world I can go out whenever I want it's like I still feel confined in what I can do because I know like they may not agree my parents may not agree with me or I gotta you know hear their mouth about something so it's just like it feels like a step backwards even though like I don't 
I don't really think it is because, it, you know, it's giving me time to like really focus on homework and stuff like that. I guess that's been a plus. But other than that, you know, it's been kind of affecting my mental health because I've been getting irritated again. And I was when I was in Reno, didn't get irritated at all. But now the littlest thing might just I mean, it's not going to set me off. But I'll just be like, come on. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing like I'll get irritated or whatever, but, you know, each day that goes by, I'm learning like how to catch myself in that irritation and, you know, like really, you know, ask myself, why am I irritated? And then once I ask myself that question, I'm like, all right, are you being an asshole then? Because you shouldn't be irritated over something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely catch myself being an asshole sometimes. I just be like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, facts. I mean, it happens to the best of us, though. Yeah. As long as we trying, you feel me? I feel like that's that's I wouldn't say good enough, but almost good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, Jack. I wanted to because I know that you love to ask this question when you first meet people. So <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity to to ask that question to Andre. I'd love to, yeah. Andre, what are you all about, man? What am I all about? Yeah. Um I'm all about skateboarding and MDH. That's it. And positivity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, I like that. Andre, yeah, I don't. Straight. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying he's got his priorities straight. I respect it. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember I talked to you about this a little bit, Andre. But uh, do you remember when I, when I, you know that that script that I told you I made? Oh right? yeah. 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 One. He was one of. He was like the the main person I was interviewing but I you know I had to interview four other people and I was like you know we just gonna fucking do it all at the same time and we ended up all having a really nice conversation but um he was the one that had the walkman and you know I'm, I'm very glad that when you told me this that I was the first person that complimented it and really what you said in the interview where you were like you were not necessarily well I don't know you correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of self-conscious about wearing it at first. Oh yeah. So I'm very glad that, you know, I was the first one to to uh, say something about it and like really say it was cool. Cause I, I honestly thought it was cool, you know. Me too. That's tight as fuck. Like, bro, that's that's hell is cool. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. I really do. It was actually a gift from a really good friend of mine. Uh his name's Jack Del Sol. It was a great gift. Great gift. Uh yeah. And it's like, I don't know, just because like, at least from what I saw at Lehigh, just my house is like all like the, the fill over like athletes and like the athletes are all down below in the, in the better housing. And I somehow got there. Uh, but yeah, everyone there's like, they really don't put off like, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, they put off accepting, like, like, I don't really feel welcome vibes from them but i think that's just because i don't really share a lot of their yeah their and because they bots bro yeah they're yeah you know what that's a great term that you guys invented right there they're fucking we didn't, we didn't invent it but you well, hey, it, it, you're we'll the first credit for it. <laughs> yeah that's a great yeah. i love that term they're just fucking bots and <laughs> and i i know it, it happens i guess because i was just surrounded by them for so long i got self-conscious about it yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was, that, I was really glad and happy, you know, to, to hear about that. 
And, you know, we just, so we want to sound like, you know, we doubling back to our, to our listeners and stuff. Cause we just did our last pod was all about, you know, music. And I know you're a big music guy, you know, you had the uh, yeah. record right. player in your room, which see like every, that, that was the thing when I met you, like every day you got cooler and cooler. You feel me? <laughs> like when I first met you, I didn't meet you physically. I just met the idea of you because, you know, you weren't there when I first met you. I think, uh, yeah. I don't know who got me over to y'all crib because as I told you, I had separate relationships with Ken and Michael who are both his roommates. And um, so I met all of y'all three separately and independently of each other. And I remember I saw a book on the, on the counter. I can't really remember what the name was, but I was like, yeah, I got to have a conversation with this guy. Cause it was about like mind, mind self. It was about meditation, mind, something, something along those lines. So I was like, after I really have a conversation with this guy and then, you know, I really start hanging out with you. I see the Walkman, you got the record player. You, by the way, I called, I nicknamed their, uh, their apartment, the skaters den, because one day I went over and there was literally skateboards everywhere between me, Michael and you. Yeah. Between me and Michael, we probably got like, 15 people to, to start skating while we was out there. Oh, yeah. Tape. But yeah, so, you know, that was just like almost my second home. Like I was literally always over there. I remember, you know, I appreciate this. You let me sleep on the couch one night because it was just late as fuck. He was like, man, you can sleep on the couch. Like, you know, give a fuck. Oh, we but, have it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So do you want to, I wanted to know what was the top five, or you have Spotify. So does Spotify do it the same way as Apple Music? The, oh yeah, the top yeah. five. Um... They totally do. Uh, I think I think I have a picture of my phone right here. I'll look for it. But I know Bob Marley and the Whalers was definitely up there. They were like yeah. second or first. Yeah, that's what Andre. He be listening to some good ass music. Like he don't put me on to like a lot of shit. If you got a record player, you got to. Like you can't listen to no bullshit on it on a record player. Hey, well, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. that. No, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, it's, there are two types of people with record players, okay? And the first type is the people, like, if you're getting, like, I'll tell you one thing. Like, don't get, like, an all-in-one, like, you know, shitty one from, like, Crossley or wherever. Uh, real, like, vinyl listening is, like, all analog electricity, which is, you know, like, having a turntable, and so with that, like, just having a needle, and so, like, sending that to a receiver, and then the receiver to the speakers, and it's, like, I don't know, all, all my shit is, like, 70s era, and it sounds, in my opinion, like, cl cleaner than hmm. uh, another set of speakers that we in our basement. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I, I really, I really think it's cool how and just having, first of all, like a tangible piece of music, super cool. Sorry, I'm going on way too many tangents here, but there's just so much to talk about on, this, on, the, on, the, on the topic. No, we have, we have a thing about tangents here. We don't like to call them tangents. We like to call them symphonies of ideas because, you know, everything that you're saying, you know, is really, is really good, is really true. And we like all these ideas that are bouncing off in your head. So we don't want you to lose one. So if you gotta go on one of these symphonies, go ahead. You know this. This we're 
we're, you're our guest and you know we're having i know i'm having a great conversation i'm sure andre is i've been really trying to expand my musical taste too so i've been listening to like stuff from the 60s the 50s the 70s i haven't touched the 80s yet because i feel like the 80s is all like it's kind of too new for me i like the old like oh, you know, yeah old dude stuff. yeah fuck yeah uh i don't know how you guys feel about like jazz at all but my dad uh he's the one who turned me on to them he, when he was a kid he actually he listened to this band called the Crusaders and they were just these dudes who were like, you, you can tell they were having a great time while they were playing their music. Mm-hmm. And it was just like saxophone, some really nice, like it's jazz, but like, I don't know. It just, it makes up for the loss of words just because yeah. of the music itself. It's so moving. So, so grooving, if you will. Yeah. It could it could definitely create an emotion better than words sometimes because I was just oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. I was just for this classical piece last night and I I think it, it may have been called like animals in nature or something like that when I was listening to it I literally I forgot what I thought of oh I thought of like college and I was thinking like dang in ten years this is all gonna be a memory and I kind of got sad because when I was like I really haven't had besides Frank Ocean. There's there's been no song or like artist that has made me feel such nostalgia nostalgia about anything. So I was like, that's crazy. Just through instruments, no words, no lyrics. I just yeah. felt this way. Yeah, music is a beautiful thing, man. It really yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like and a dangerous made, thing too. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just said a dangerous thing too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he he's the one that put me on the Spotify. Because um, he'd always get these bangers from his, from his what Discover, Discover Weekly. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right. Now, I would, I, Andre, I'd say you should get Spotify too because one, it's cheaper than Apple Music, and like, based on your music taste, it's it's gonna give, it's gonna make a whole playlist of music that you haven't heard before, based off that music. So like, you gonna get a bunch of bangers from. Do they have a student discount? Yeah, yeah. Should, and, and you get Hulu with it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like two or three dollars. And you know, Apple Music's five with the student. Yeah, music. okay, bet. Yeah, I might probably gonna make the switch right when we get might I might do it right now while y'all talking. <laughs> We're back live. Sure, you know, back from the first commercial break. Hope you guys are enjoying this amazing conversation, you know. Um so Jack, how I know we touched on this a little bit, but how has, you know, your overall life been since, you know, how was your first semester, first off? How, how did you like the first semester of college? Uh, I'm happy you asked me that, Tommy, uh, because I feel like I've been getting a lot of compliments just like fed into my court. I like to return some back. Uh, it was, I'd say for what it was, just in terms of COVID, like COVID really ruined a lot of, a lot of shit. Like I, I have uh, a couple of my, like, couple hometown friends like they had really shitty years like they didn't really go out and do anything just because nobody was like you know just now everyone's kind of like scared to meet new people I mean just with everything that's going on but I think it I really uh really had a great time and I made like I think it I I consider myself again really lucky to have met someone like you Tommy and to like I don't know I feel like people who can entertain you with conversation like that that uh they're very rare very rare yeah. in society uh and so yeah uh i'm not gonna lie when people would ask me uh like oh how was how was college what'd you do you were the first person i brought up 
who was like, oh yeah, like I've, I've met all these cool people, like blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, school's hard as fuck, but you know, that's just, that's just school. Uh, that's life as an engineer right there. You know, this guy, he's, well, you're taking Calc 2 or you took Calc 2 last semester? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bummer. It was a bummer, <laughs> to put it lightly. Uh, hopefully I pass. We'll see when finals come out. But uh, yeah, yeah, and then I, I think, yeah, physics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, uh, just math, math and science, yeah, that shit, yeah, you know. Is what it is. Yeah, but you know, I'm glad to hear, you know, that I had a such a, I had as big as an impact on you as you had on me because, you know, you know, just being here, like, I really realized, I mean, you know, I realized it while we was at campus too, but I really definitely started to realize one, how much we hung out and two, how much, how much, how good the times we are and those conversations that we had. Like, yeah. That's a fact. You know, how impactful they were, you know, because like that really, you know, helped somebody else, especially, you know, I'm coming from Vegas, literally don't know about, know anybody at the, on the campus. And like you said, for what, for what, for the expectation of what COVID college was going to be, I think my experience exceeded that because, you know, yeah, we couldn't do stuff or whatever, but I got to meet all these great people, you know along with you, you know, I met Tom, you know, my doormates, Rob, Danny, just Michael, Ken, all the, all these amazing people that I feel like I'm going to be able to call my friends for a very, very long time. So I'm just glad that I got so lucky because, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, I just think about things like it was such a slim possibility for us to meet, but because, oh. you know, we're on two different coasts from two entirely different backgrounds, two different socioeconomic, you know, classes and all that. And it was almost like the universe was pulling us together because, you know, like I said, I literally met each of your roommates independently and met you independently. So it's like, it's almost like, you know, all the strings were pulled together because they needed these two people to meet. And, you know, I'm, real happy about that um yeah me know, too you know, that was well put and you too andra i think it's i consider myself very lucky to have been uh i don't know just be able to meet you guys and i feel like just going to college and meeting and meeting all these people like you said tommy it gives you a lot of perspective on life and just yeah how i don't know man, Life's crazy, man. it's fucking crazy i get what y'all saying but I didn't have that experience, you feel me? I hung out with the same people from Vegas, you feel me? <laughs> Christian and David, feel me, my boys. But it was like, when I went out there, a lot of the people were like, people I knew I wouldn't want to hang out with. And maybe it was my fault for going in there thinking that like, yeah, I'm not going to really like these people. We come from two different places. But even when I did try to venture out and go to like parties and stuff, I was like, I can't really relate to y'all. Like, I don't drink and that's all y'all do. And I you don't, don't good good shit, Andre. Yeah, I don't drink. And I don't like drunk white girls, and that's all y'all like. So I'm I'm totally fine. We can't, you feel me? We can't we can't be together all the time. And we can't be together at all. Like I met one dude, he was a skater, he was pretty cool. Other than that, like I didn't even meet any skaters up there besides like the people that are like hella good that are like <laughs> I don't even really want to hang out with all the time because they're older yeah. and like skate rats. 
I'm, yeah. I'm glad that I met Michael because, you know, he's good. Or he's better than me. You know, we we would both say we both suck. But, you know, he, he got a couple more clips on me and stuff. And it was, like, really fun. I was realizing to just have somebody to go skate around with, you know. Even you, Jack, you, you would take the ripstick and bomb the hills, you know. That was, like, really fun having people to not only – that are cool and to have these good conversations with, but that are down to, you know, hang out in nature and hang out outside, you know? Definitely, man, because, like, not having anybody to skate with, like, I'm not going to lie, I took us skating together, like, for granted in a sense, because it was man. like, when you skate alone, like, it's cool sometimes. Like, when you just want to vibe, you feel me? Put on both earphones, it's cool. But it's like, when you really trying to go out there and have fun and, like, not make it seem like it's, you're practicing, then it's like, you feel me? You just all alone. Yeah, that's facts. I definitely took those sessions for granted. And, you know, I was trash, so I really couldn't do nothing. But, like, I'll be like, damn, that that's, like, really what's starting to pull me back to Vegas just so, like, we could skate together again because it's, like you said, it's cool skating. So I, I love skating, but skating with friends is just that much better you know yeah and it's different when you skate with a friend that you were friends with before you skated yeah. than if you were to just skate with somebody that you met skating you feel me because you're not yeah. gonna have it like the only bond you have pretty much is skateboarding and it was like yeah. me and you had a bond way before you feel me we even thought about skating yeah facts facts um jack one thing that you know i really loved about you is that you didn't have this attachment that so many other people in society have to your phone. You know, I remember we would meet up oh, at the yeah. dining hall and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come over. So I don't have my phone right now. And then he was like, oh, I don't either. And I was like, see this guy, you know, he knows. So <laughs> do you wanna, do you wanna talk a little bit more on that on why you don't have this physical attachment to your phone and how do you, and how you think that is detrimental to so many people in society? Oh, hey, great question, Tommy. Uh, thank you. I'd just say, really, it just kind of boils down to the fact for me that like, I just view phones as a distraction. And I'm always, I always enjoy life better when I'm, you know, not thinking about it. And I'm having real person to person like contact and I just I don't know I feel like it's actual life as opposed to a distraction when when you're as because your phone is a distraction from life you know mm -hmm. I don't I want to get out there and live it I don't want to be stuck in something and have to rely on it you know what I mean yeah how about you guys I I definitely agree with that like I feel like a phone is like your escape from reality and so many people you know have become too attached to that virtual world because they're not they're not prospering prospering in the real world and that's why like you know people will get a thousand likes on instagram but barely like themselves yeah facts and well said. You know, we, well said yeah and we were talking about this a little bit on the last pod too about like how social media and phones are taking people out of reality it's like you know people <laughs> all they really want in life I feel like at least most people is a little love but now people are just so they run to social media to get that love you go on Instagram the likes are hearts you go on Facebook they can heart your stuff Twitter they can heart your stuff so they're over here scrambling for these 
digital hearts because you know they're not getting that in the real world and a lot of people are just settling for that and you know yeah. they're trying to build their whole personality around their social media persona i remember you know there's a shuttle that takes us up to the top of the mountain at lehigh and i remember every time i'd go in there everybody would be stuck in their phone and it's like you know you know how ken has that oculus rift right mm -hmm. yeah and super cool the and he, he, <laughs> that's like the the vr goggles oh okay yeah yeah i'm, I'm telling you their their apartment bro is like <laughs> out of this world and it's it's crazy because all of it happened so perfectly like yeah y'all three right thing. yeah yeah like y'all three are roommates like everything just happened it, it just clicked it was like a puzzle piece fitting together at least for me and you know, my progression and how I'm viewing my life and how I'm progressing through it. But because uh, I have good relations with all three of you, but, you know, everybody would be stuck in this alternate reality, looking at their phones, not even paying attention to anything going around them. And, you know, I just, I really didn't like that. So I made it a point. I'm not even going to, one, I just stopped bringing my phone around. Like I just left it in my room because I was like, you know, I don't need this. And nobody's it's not like anybody's gonna be wondering where i'm at my parents know i'm at college so it's not like they're gonna be wondering where i'm at and i just don't need it like i'm out here trying to connect with nature so many people go outside and literally they're sitting outside and their faces in their phone exactly talk about i'm getting nature no you just you just change scenery you just outside <laughs> of your phone instead of inside <laughs> And you didn't you didn't even change scenery because you looking at the same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you changed your peripherals. That's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh yeah, I feel like phones just in technology, at least for like I don't know, like our generation, like we're a young generation. We we're like we're growing up on this shit. Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like it, it hurts way more than it helps like yeah, yeah. i feel like it's it's, it's giving like i'm always I'm a, i've been a big believer like you like never compare yourself to others you know and that's really essentially all that social media is doing all it is it's giving people bad images and it's just forcing them to go into really toxic like yeah tunnels. and it's polarizing our society you know yeah because it's it's saying you ever either got to think one way or the other you either got to be like this or like that and it's like no that's not how the world is you can be yourself and you should be yourself because we don't want to just walk around looking like you know a bunch of the same people and that's like kind of what if you go on social media and if you scroll through let's say a random 100 girls at least 50 to 60 of them 60 percent of them are almost going to look identical because that's the look that's how you get likes and it's like you know i look at those kind of people i'm like it's kind of like you know they're just the same person in a different body they talk yeah. the same they walk the same and they look the same yeah. it's like what is special about that exactly yeah well but, said well said thank you thank you i appreciate it you know I, I, you know, I just wanted to say this, Jack, before I forgot it. I was going to hold on to it until the end, but, you know, I'm going to just say it right now. I feel like, 
you know, other than me and Andre, you embody what MDH is almost perfectly. You know, you're positive, oh you know. Thank you so much. All wow, this that, stuff. That's I feel like, it really does. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like, you know, you, you carry this positive energy, this good energy around all the time, which is what our brand is, you know, trying to accomplish. We're trying, our motto is, go ahead, spreading positivity through creativity. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not making sure. But yeah, yeah so I just want to say that I, I feel like, you know, just a wonderful person. I just want to get that out the way. But, you know, um, and by the way, I haven't finished it. I've, I've been waiting to watch season three with you, but you put me on this show. Um, what is it called? I'm blanking. Westworld. Westworld. And Andre, if you haven't seen that, bro, you gotta watch. That. Wait, what is it on? Oh, dude. Okay, so it's on Amazon Prime or it's on it's on HBO, but you can like buy a HBO subscription for a month for ninety nine cents. Oh, on your phone? Yeah. Huh? On your phone? Like, do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. So I, what I did, you know, I, I maybe you can get it on your phone too, but if you have Amazon Prime, you can get it on your phone. But I bought a, a HBO subscription off of uh, Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah, and it was only a dollar. And I watched it up until season three. We're going to probably watch season three together when we go back. But um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and explain that to me, please. Oh yeah, man, this shit—it's—it's it, a wild show. It's a wild show. Uh, and I guess just if you're gonna watch it, I'll start—I'll start you out with this. Yeah. About this like theme park, and it, it's based like in the future, like a couple hundred years in the future, probably. And it's about this theme park uh, that's like kind of set in like the wild west, where all these like super rich people pay, and they go in, and it's like essentially life without consequences like this company this theme park they invent these characters and and personalities and whatever and uh and you know and they they implant that programming into these robots and these robots are uh like they're they look and they look like actual people but they're they're fucking robots like you can shoot them you can kill them you can fuck them you can do whatever and it just shows about how when humanity lives without consequences, uh, just, you know, like what can happen? Mm -hmm. And and just, I guess, just to like, I don't know how fucked up human nature is and like artificial intelligence, all this shit. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna check that out. What yeah, else? I'm going to say, what other shows are you into? Do you like anime? Ooh, I, okay, my friend Jack has been trying to get me into anime for a long time, and I'm not going to lie, it, it, like, it is sick as fuck. I will say that about anime. Uh, I've seen, like, one or two episodes of Death Note, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't really captivated me the way that I would, honestly, the way that I would want it to. Like, I want to like it more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. You'd, like the action and like it, it's it's badass it's so badass mm -hmm. and i don't know i wish i was just drawn to it more i'm much more i'm much more like a a comedy mellow kind of uh tv like you know just like smart writing things like that type type of guy in terms of my entertainment what i watch like curb your enthusiasm or like 30 rock 
thing like that. Just like stupid funny shows. Do you yeah. like Family Guy? Yeah, Family Guy. They, who does? Who doesn't love Family Guy? They've got. It's they've a got lot like, of. It's a lot of people out there that's like, I will not watch Family Guy because it's so offensive or it's so you know. You know how they be having their jokes where they're like, you know, they go over the edge sometimes. Yeah. You know, people are very sensitive nowadays, so you can't, you know. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, it's been a show since like 99, 98, yeah. and like that, like, yeah. you know, and uh, I think Tommy and I, we talked about this a couple times, like, and Andre, have you noticed how like, I feel like the prime era of movies, and this is not my original wording, this is, I have to quote Jack Del Sol on this. Uh, he's a he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I feel like the prime era of movies was like the twenty the twenty like the two thousands to the twenty tens, like because that was like the last era where, like, you could say some really outrageous, yeah. raunchy like shit, and it would still be funny. It would not be as yeah. it, it wouldn't be taken as heavily as it as it would be now. Definitely, like yeah. they like it's because of. Go ahead. I was gonna say today it's like. You could say something, you could just call someone gay and then that'd be like a huge issue. So you can't really, like from 20, I'd say from like 2015 to 2020, I feel like people haven't been able to express themselves the way they want just because yeah. of like the cancel culture and yeah, you know, how exactly. people are overly sensitive about things or just sensitive. I'm not going to say overly sensitive. I can't tell you what you should be sensitive about. Yeah, but you know, that is like a problem going on right now. Well, an issue that I think is being overlooked and the cancel culture issue, you know, people yeah. are feeling confined in their thought processes or processes, process, whatever, whichever the correct way to say it is. And like, they're not being able to express themselves properly, just be, and some, in some instances, truth is being overlooked because of this cancel culture aspect. You know, I think that's, you know, something that we're really going to start seeing a problem with because, you know, yeah, right now it might be cool and all. And, you know, I agree with most of the points that the cancel culture people say, but the way they're going about it, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, Joe Rogan and I'll just, you know, take from him real quick. He says censorship is wrong. The best way to fix wrong speech is with correct speech but being able to letting everybody have their own opinion is what mm -hmm. we should do like that's yep. literally the basis of the first amendment and it's like now today we're going into a time where yeah you can still say whatever you want but there's consequences to that which may result in you losing your job your livelihood your friends cutting you off and all this you know Jack, how do you feel about cancel culture in 2020 especially? Oh, uh, well, thank you for asking. Uh, I guess I'll put it like this. You ever be like texting somebody and just like, I, I think, I feel like we all know that words across a digital medium, such as like texting, DMs, you know, whatever, uh, can always be taken like can always be taken in a different way than if you were to you know literally be speaking to the person and that's kind yeah. of honestly cancel culture is kind of another reason why like I don't really want to 
like establish a big social media presence of being honest because I feel like the best way to just get to know me and under, like understand correctly the things that I'm uh, you know, saying would be just to hear it straight from me and to uh, be, understand the context of the conversation from, you know, from the beginning with me. Uh, and yeah, I think that, you know, like you said, while I agree with a lot of the things that they're, that they're talking about, the points that they're making, I don't agree with how they're doing it because, uh, you know, I feel like it's being no better than, you know, those people who put other people down like that. I, I don't know. There's always a better, more mature, like take the high road type of way to deal with the situation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, how about you? I was gonna say, Tommy, I'm I'm happy that you that you brought up the word censorship because it's like even though what we're saying isn't being regulated by the government, it's being regulated by, you know, the leaders of the platforms or just a very large group of society. And it's like, it's making us watch our tongues and making us not, you know, speak how we want to speak. And it's like, <clears throat> it's like, it comes to a point where it's almost changing our culture because, you know, growing up, we could say stuff like the F word, you know, like when you call gay people or whatever, or we could say stuff like that and make, you know, gay jokes or whatever, and it not be like a super big issue. But it's like, whenever we take that outside of our community, then it becomes a problem. And it's like, you're kind of snatching our what we're what we're comfortable with in order to, you know, make yourself feel comfortable or whatever. So that yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's like a form of censorship in a way. It's just not the government doing. It's just you know people that will literally crucify you on me on on social media. Yeah, that that's true. They will fucking crucify you is a great word to choose uh, because they can be fucking ruthless. That's for yeah. sure uh but yeah man it's uh i feel like people just i don't know they're not they're not being there there's a there's a i feel like there's always a considerate way to do things you know what i mean they're not they're not yeah i i feel like being considerate is always the best way to go uh convincing someone that they've lost that they are wrong in a nice and accepting way while you know still making it clear to them that they are you know it's okay they are accepted i feel like that's the best way to go when uh you know correcting somebody and things like that and that's just it's not what we see it's not what we yeah, see at all yes yeah, yeah. like it's it's almost hard in our society today to have a different or dissenting opinion you know you know me and you jack we don't agree on anything but that doesn't affect our relationship. I mean, not on anything. We don't agree on, we agree on a lot of stuff actually, but we don't agree on everything, but that yeah. doesn't affect our relationship. You know, at the end of the day, I respect you, you respect me. We respect each other's opinion, but it's like in society now, if you don't agree, you can agree with somebody on a thousand things, but if you don't agree with them on one thing, they'll literally cut you off. And like, that's what I think is insane about all this cancel culture stuff that's going on. But, you know, I know that you love talking about this, Jack. Uh, stars, space, astrology. <laughs> I remember one of the first days that um, I met you, you showed me a video that kind of blew my mind about just how big the galaxy is and how big stars were and all that. So 
you know, did, did you want to just go into that a little more about your personal collect, con connection with stars, space, and the universe? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Tommy, I love how you said personal. I love, I love how you, you know, specify it was, it's, it's really a personal connection with, uh, you know, stars, space, that whole realm just outside of earth. And I don't know, the reason why I love space so much is just because space is a big motivator for me in the respect that it motivates me to not care so much about, you know, little things in life and about things that it's like, if things are going wrong for me, I'd say like, hey, dude, you're floating on a fucking rock in space. And there is, you are a speck of dust. None of this is relevant. You live your life how you want to and happily and don't let anything get in your way because it, it's just it's just not worth it. Right. And, and time is is that fast and the speed really of everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're and, we're literally we're literally physically and in the in the instance of time nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like in like for example if there's a alien civilization like 2 million light years away its existence won't even be able to be seen by us for two million years. Like, just because we're not seeing anything doesn't mean that there isn't anything out there. And I think that's another reason why I love space, just because it opens your mind to all the great possibilities, to all the great, just, I don't know, it, it lets your mind run free on just what could be out there. And uh, that's that's a reason why I love the show Rick and Morty and shit like that's that. Fair. Yeah uh i don't know space is just a great like i i feel like it's just get, it gets you to think yeah i fucking love that <laughs> air podcast you have yeah 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 like that's facts i don't think people realize you know like space and it's it's kind of funny because it can do one of two things it can either make you insane or bring you back to earth when you think about space and you know just how gigantic and how amazing it is because you know on one end space is literally this ginormous endless sea of stars and dust and particles and everything else of the sort and that could drive some people crazy because they realize that their life means nothing but to me you know it kind of grounded me in a sense, because like you said, it just made me realize that the stuff that I'm worrying about is not worth worrying about at all. You know, it's just, it's just like human stuff, you know, this concept of work and making a living and money and all this literally makes no sense because the universe has no currency except time and you can't get your time back. What does everybody say? Money doesn't bring you happiness and you can't buy time you know time is time in relationships are well time is the currency of the universe but me and andre say this relationship is the new currency of earth and, and that's why i'm glad you know me and you have such a great relationship but you know it just really to some people it would make them insane but it kind of brought me back to earth in a sense just realizing that we're nothing and and it helped me realize that we're also a part of something that's beautiful you feel me because i feel like we yeah. are all part of this part of the universe we all 
you feel me, share the same conscious. So it's like, even though we're yeah. nothing compared to it, it would be We nothing. are it. Exactly. That's the thing. We're also, we're nothing. See, this is the thing. Most people perceive themselves as this physical meat sack body. And like, you're not this body, you know, you're so much more than this body. So when I say we're nothing, I'm talking about this physical 3D realm, the, these mechanical, not mechanical, but these, uh, these fleshy machines that we walk around in, that's nothing. But as Andre said, our souls are connected all together to the universe, you know, and you get that from intuition, dreams, all that all of it's kind of connected. So on one hand, we're nothing, but at the same time, we're everything. Mm -hmm. So that's why it kind of grounds me because one, it makes me not trip about the crazy things going on in, on the, in my day-to-day -day life on earth because I know they don't matter that much, but it also gives me, I don't, I wanna say hope is the, the right word, word, but it like makes me at peace because it just shows me that I am a part of this beautiful entire collective that is never ending and that is still, you know, spanning on as we speak. You mm -hmm. know, like Jack, like you said, we're on a floating rock hurling thousands of miles through space every second. So, you know, nothing about life itself makes sense. And we're, we're literally on, on a rock spending paper <laughs> <laughs> and, and like that's what I like to do I like to just simplify everything and everybody be like oh you're crazy I'm like well literally everything we're doing and everything about our reality is insane so thank you because you know PEMDAS they cancel each other out so I'm actually very sane y'all <laughs> y'all are crazy ones. yeah man but there, there's a lot of truth to that statement uh, I, I love that. It's like, I, I love when you simplify things like that. Uh, Tommy, it's like, I don't know, just, I've, I've never, before hearing you do it, I never really did it myself. Just really be like, damn, like we really drive on like, you know, like we were talking about how crazy roads are. Bro. Oh my gosh. Like so roads are, they're fucking wild. It's, you know, like. <laughs> it's like just natural land and everything like that is just the way that the you know earth should be and then we just plant all this like spun up rock over it and paint on it and like the paint markings mean something to us it's mm -hmm. i don't know it's pretty crazy yeah that is gonna be crazy yeah um you know one of, one of the last questions, you know, I wanted to ask you is how do you think human beings are living on this earth in the correct way? And, you know, based off your answer, how do you think we should be living? Damn, I love that question. I love that question, Tommy. Thank you. Uh, and I'm interested to hear your answer to this too. Uh, me, I feel like everyone should be living under like just with kindness everyone should like kindness should be a you know a staple of society kindness hospitality and just overall reason i like you know i i mean 
I don't think we're living the right way right now, currently as humans at all. I think that's, it's stupid as fuck. Uh, you, you need money to be able to, you know, truly experience the world. And like, I, I wanna be able to travel. I wanna go to all seven continents. I know uh, a friend of mine from home actually, he's like, he's a freshman at Montana State. And just because he's had access to this money, he's been able to like, I don't know, like just go all over the fucking world, like live in Spain, go to like all these fucking, like and he's, he's 19. And like my current plan is to be able to like, to work for work for a couple of years and like take two or three years off of work and then like go travel the world. That's my plan. Uh, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like everyone should be given the right to truly experience life. And I think it, it's kind of sad that people get, have to stay in the same, I don't know, like pe people deserve to travel. I think traveling is how you, you know, really learn and learning about other cultures is how you really learn because there's a difference between life smarts and, you know, book smarts, whatever the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's like, you know, once when you're in the same area for, you know, whatever, however long, whatever the given amount of time is, you're in the echo chamber, you know, like everybody, for instance, everybody in America, well, I'm not going to say we all think the same way, but we all think more similarly than people in Asia, for instance, you know, in Asia, they have totally different religions. You know, they don't believe in the God that most, you know, Americans do with Christianity. They have, you know, they have a couple of different, they have Hinduism, Buddhism, all these other religions, all these other different ways of living. Even the medicine's different. You know, they they have the internet out there, but not as many people are on the internet out there. So it's a totally different way of living. So I think like, you know, I can only speak for my country and the country I live in and my community specifically. But, you know, people in America, like we're so arrogant because we have the internet and, you know, like you said, all these technological tools and we just take everything as fact, you know? And when you go to these other countries, these other areas, you know, it's like, I feel like that kind of brings people more down to earth because they realize, no, you don't have to live this way. It's just a way you can live, you know? And like you said, I think, I definitely think there's a lot of issues with work, with or how we're living, you know, in today's society. Like, I don't like how we're being taken out of nature. You know, I have a huge problem with how, you know, big of a thing technology is and, everybody's lives like you can't really go anywhere without seeing some type of digital form of technology which is cool if you're using technology as a tool but people use these people let these tools use them and that's when I have the problem with it but you know I think there's too much greed in the world and I think that stems from this concept of money which really makes no sense at all when you actually break it down and think about it because I took an anthropology class this semester. And one of the things that I really liked that we did is my teacher made it a point to make the strange familiar and the familiar strange, which I feel like that was like one of the perfect classes for me to take at the time. Cause you know, going through my spiritual awakening, 
I started realizing how all of these familiar things were super, super weird. So, you know, in that class towards the end, uh, we had one of these lessons where they looked at uh, this, this, this culture, I forgot where it was, but you were, the way that you were seen as wealthy was if you had a little amount of things, like the less stuff that you had, the more wealthy you were. And I was like, and some people was like, wow, that's crazy. And I was like, no, that makes perfect sense because why would you just have things that you don't need? You know, in America, we're so caught up in materialism and just acquiring so much stuff that we don't really need. And it's like, these people have it figured out because they know they don't need all this BS to live and to be happy. You know, uh, when we come back from break, I, I wanted to hear Andre's answer. And I wanted to ask you or talk to you about that trip that you, you made to Peru, but we, we have a minute left. And we are back in your ass crack. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What's up everybody back from our final commercial break. You know, hope you guys are enjoying this amazing conversation we're having with Mr. Jack McJeeb over here. Um, but yeah, um, Andre, did you want to comment on what we were talking about before uh, we, we went on break? Yeah, I was going to say, Tommy, I, I liked how you brought up the word arrogant because it's like, I feel like people in America, I don't know about other countries, so I'm just saying people in America are so like fixed on this idea that they're privileged because they have a computer or they have laptops or they have access to the internet. But it's like, as we can see, depression levels are at an all-time high. Uh, communication is at an all-time low. Human relationships is at an all-time low, or the quality of human relationships are at an all-time low. So it's like, where did we go wrong? I think where we went wrong was kind of implementing this new technology that took us away from, from each other in a sense and put us in this digital virtual world that now we have to try to live and strive in. But I was gonna bring up this example of like, you know, you could go, I mean, besides all the pictures and like commercials that they show for Africa and like the kids where they're, you know, they're malnourished or whatever. But if you look at the people, they're happy, they're having a good time and they don't, I mean, I'm sure some, I'm sure a lot of them do have access to the internet, but they're not living an American lifestyle. Many of the countries don't live uh, lifestyles like America. And it's like, why are we so depressed, suicidal, we're so um, angry at each other. I mean, we have some of the most angriest people on this world. I and mean, this, in you know, this past summer definitely showed that. It showed the amount of built-up anger because that wasn't just because of you know the George Floyd incident or just because of COVID. It was a, a number of things that just escalated to something bigger. So, so what I would say for what's wrong with humans today is is similar to what you guys said, technology has, you know, become, we become too dependent on technology and not dependent on each other and ourselves in our own relationship. I mean, our own emotions. Yeah. That's facts. Yeah. Uh, damn, that was, that was really well said, man. Appreciate that. That, uh, that actually reminds me of uh, something that I, uh, I talked to Tommy about while, while I was at school. Uh, when I was like, 10 or 11 or something like that my my grandfather uh 
he took me on this trip to Peru. It was myself, uh, my brother and my sister. And it was like a two week uh, vacation. But for the first week of it was working with uh, this organization called Global Volunteers. And uh, we could choose between two jobs and one of them was helping at an orphanage. And the other one was like helping uh, build this wall uh, like on the side of this ridge uh, at this, in this one town. And so for the first three or four days, I went to the orphanage and I made a lot of friends there. They were all kids my age. Like, you know, I just hung out with them. We didn't speak any of the same languages or anything like that. So it was just kind of like, you know, nods and smiles was mainly our communication and shit like that. It was kind of funny. Uh, made a really good friend, Pedro. He was the man, but he smelled like shit. Didn't have any deodorant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was my dad. He just walked in. Uh, but uh, on the last day, my grandfather said, Jack, you really should need, need to go to this town. It's, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think you should all do this. And so I went and I went with my grandfather and my brother. And it was, it was honestly one of the most life-changing moments in my life, uh, if I'm being honest. Because like you said, it was these people who had nothing. They, they lived on a town with, you know, it looked like it was it looked it sent like like ruins almost like you know there's like really skinny sheet metal yeah, yeah. Uh, like it looks like their houses were put up with you know materials that weren't meant to build houses but were more meant to like uh i don't know like like the it was like the kind of metal that you'd find like on the side of a back of like an 18 wheeler like those, those trailers that they have yeah definitely yeah i get what you're saying yeah 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 like it wasn't insulated or anything like that at all um dirt roads like packs of stray dogs everywhere that you had to like be careful with uh, and but but they had a soccer field at the very top of this at this village and uh the soccer field was really where they that was where all the fun was and so what the kids would do is they after school they'd i believe they'd run up the soccer hill and they'd play until uh sunset and then they would come down and, and while, they, while they were running down, there was this danger, dangerous uh, ridge by the school. And like, I think one or two kids fell in that ridge. And so that's why we were building the wall. And uh, I was there on the last day. So like it, it, the wall was like completed and they, when we were painting it together and like we got like, you know, everyone's like putting their hands in paint. Like we we're getting all the like townspeople nearby to help paint and whatever, put mm -hmm. their mark on it. It was, it, was, it was like, it was very wholesome. Uh, and I don't know, it was just amazing to see all these people, the smiles on their faces, they, they had nothing, yeah. less than you imagine. And yet they were still living, you know, great lives. They, they loved their families, they were, they were content. And I saw this like when the, the mayor of their city like invited us over for lunch and, and things and they gave us, they gave us like, you know, a normal portion of food, but it was, probably more food than they ate with like every you know three or four days mm -hmm. and uh I don't know just the the generosity the hospitality the they they really you know lived outside of their selves if yeah. that makes any sense and just that sense of community really really changed my life if I'm being honest yeah really did yeah I was gonna I was gonna bring up like you know, when you hear about Native Americans, you don't hear any of, like, hear about any depressed tribes or anything like that. And it's like, they didn't have anything that we have. So why, with everything that we have, with, 
you know, houses with air conditioning, why are we still depressed as, as a people? I feel like most of the people in America are probably not mentally stable or not, their, their mental health isn't up to par. So it's like, why, why can people with, with what we say is nothing, you know, like Native Americans, they barely wore clothes. Why, how could we sit up here and, and say they have nothing when they had the best relationships? They were some of the happiest people. They went outside every day and we judge them like we're superior, but in reality, they're, they're living lives way happier than we ever will. Exactly. And, you know, I think this just goes back to the point that those people were connect. you know, and Jack, I would assume in your story, they were connected with nature, you know, Native Americans, they were living in nature. And I really think, you know, technology, it's a beautiful thing, but it has disconnected us so much from nature. And I think that's where a lot of these mental health issues are stemming from is because we're so adamant about being on technology, being on Facebook, being on social media, on our phones, on YouTube, all these things, because we're think it's, we think it's so amazing. But at the end of the day, it's just making us depressed because, you know, personally, I feel like there's a human want and need for being in nature, you know, and we just haven't, we've been slowly but surely been getting taken out of that completely. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the, I don't know. I, it's fun. I, I love that you guys are bringing up Native Americans actually, because I think it was like two or three days ago. I was just sitting, I was just like sitting in my basement. I was just thinking it was like, it's like 1145 like at night. And I was just like, damn. Native Americans really had their shit together. Like they knew it was up. They were they were doing the right thing. They were they were living life like they were just I don't know. I feel like that was kind of like the perfect way to live life. And mm-hmm. they were one with the animals and yet they were like I don't know, just being like in a tribe like that, badass, you know? And I I think it'd be really cool to experience. And one with each other too, which is yeah, which is exactly. overlooked. But it's like we're not even one with each other at all. So that's which that's is, so and we can communicate with people from across the world, and we still can't, you know, build healthy relationships like they could. And they're dealing with people that's in the same tribe. Like if you don't like somebody in the same tribe as you, you got to see them every single day. We ain't even got to see the people we don't like every day, but we still can't build healthy relationships. Yeah, and. You know, I, I just I think it goes back to nature is because these people had to work together literally to survive. You know, right now we're in the space and time where it's this is the easiest it's ever been to live and survive. Mm-hmm. You can literally go to, you know, and I, ever since I took acid and went to the mall, I started viewing mall. I started viewing stores <laughs> like different portals and dimensions to different realms. So you can go to this realm where it has all your food prepackaged for you. And it didn't used to be like that. You'd have to hunt with your tribe if y'all wanted to eat. You'd have to grocery. So you'd have to know what the type, right type of soil, what the right type of seeds, all these type of things just to survive and eat. And that brung people together itself. Yes, so, sir. you know, people are just being brung out of nature and we're thinking that, you know, we're all big and bad living on our own but it's just tearing us apart because 
that selfish, greediest, all, all these motives are coming out. You know, when we were living off nature, we all had to band together to live. Yeah. But since we got, you know, this, this amazing paper called money and you can do whatever with it, people are more selfish and they just want to get it on their own rather than help each other. Exactly. Like you said, even in our end, kind of what you said, Jack, even in our own tribes today, you know, your community that you live in, that itself is in turmoil. You know, we're not, we don't even have healthy relationships with the people in our communities. So it's like, there's people all over the world on, on a different, you know, that's the amazing thing about phones because right now we're all yeah. on in different states, hundreds and <laughs> in case thousands of miles from each other having you know we're using technology right we're using it as a tool yeah. <laughs> we're, we're having this amazing conversation which which that's why i give it its prop it's it's amazing but at the same time it's tearing people apart because you know with school this semester all of our classes were zoom classes so yeah it was cool that we could you know have class and and still be safe in a sense but now it's becoming more normal for me to look at you on a screen rather than, you know, there's a different connection when you're literally right beside somebody. You can clearly see their facial expressions and hear, you know, their voice clearly. And, you know, you feel their energy. You know, I feel your guys' energy. This is because all of us radiate this big positive type of energy. But, yeah. you know, for the most part during classes, I, I know all of you can attest to this. It was so awkward, you know. Definitely. It was so awkward to even have a conversation. It was awkward to meet people. Mm -hmm. So, like like you said, technology is connecting us together in the wrong ways because it's tearing us apart from our humanity. Yeah. And I, it's crazy that I met you through Zoom. Like, well, Jack, yeah. it's crazy that I met you through Zoom. Like, and I feel like you're one of the coolest people, but it's like, I don't even know how you smell. I don't know how I don't know how tall you are, what you look like in person, but it's like I can sense that you are a cool person, which is crazy. Oh, hey, thanks, man. Right back at you. And if I uh <laughs> that's funny how you talked about the smell thing, because I was just saying, like, I was just thinking, I was like, damn, I'm really like I'm I'm happy that right now I'm on a I'm on a Zoom call with these guys because I have been ripping ass like a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and I was like, damn, like that that's that's a perk of technology right there, you know. I, what I... <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, um yeah, um I, I don't have anything else for you. Andre, do, do you have any other questions you wanted to ask Jack before we uh, no more give our closing statements? Hey, uh clo closing thoughts maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's sure. that's so yeah, closing thoughts. You have you have any last words you want to leave with our our listeners? I know that they're going to be asking for you to come back. You know, yeah. you're gonna. Hey, already... cross. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but I guess what I would say is, you know, we we were talking about the way that the world should be run, and you know, like the way that I wish it was. And I feel like I didn't answer that uh, completely correctly. And I I feel like I came I came up with the answer now, so I'd, I'd like to you know, get it out there. And I feel like it's just that, not not the world, but just at least the U.S., you know, from what I've seen in America, the U.S., it, I think that society is way too competitive. 
and it yeah. needs to be much more collaborative. I think only when we are collaborative will we actually see beneficial results for society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I don't want to go like on a symphony or nothing, but no, I know this it. is like why me and Tommy really like picked up skateboarding is because we realized like there's no competition in it. And we realized how toxic basketball made us knowing now that we're not toxic people. I used to think I was a toxic, like just an angry, hot headed person until I, you know, took a step away from that. So good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. How, how about you guys? Yeah. I think like, you know, on the point that you made, Jack, that the problem that we're having today in society is that we all think the world should be ran one certain way. Even like, even now we're disagreeing that it's not run the same, it's not run the correct way. Yeah. But I think the fact is that, you know, like we said, we're on a spinning rock going thousands of miles through a sea of stars that is endless, uh, an endless sea of stars. So to that extent, I, I don't think there is a correct way to live. You know, I think that once we come together and realize that there's no, there's no handbook to how to live, there's no handbook to life, you know, as long as you're a good person and you're not going out with the intention of hurting people, I think there's many ways to live. And I think the problem in America, because all I can speak for is in, is America, is we all expect each other to live the same way. Yeah. And we don't have any love or compassion for others that don't agree with how we think the world should be ran and how we live. You know, that's why there's so much bickering going on and on social media and the political world, just in all these different types of realms. So I think as soon as people just start respecting people for being people and are cool with saying, you know what, I don't agree with you, but you know, I got nothing for love with you. I'm gonna just do this, I'm gonna do that, but we can collaborate, like you said, you know, no animosity towards each other. I think that's when mental, and start getting back in nature, that's when mental health will like really start skyrocket but you know said very well said yeah i appreciate that i like how you're saying that by the way because me and andre do the same thing like when we both say a bar or something we'll like stop and we'll be like good shit (laughs) i feel like those things need to be mentioned you know because it's yeah uh yeah they definitely do they definitely do yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, oh yeah go ahead I was just going to say my closing statement. This, yeah. is my new, this is my new motto, you feel me? Don't hop on the wave when it's a wave and step on it when it's a puddle. Facts. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but, you know, to, to those of y'all that's listening, you know, I hope that y'all enjoyed this conversation, amazing conversation with Mr. Jack McGee, McJeeb. And, you know, just like Andre said, don't don't discount us right now because it's not popping and then try and be like, oh, you remember me and all this stuff because no, we don't remember y'all. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, be positive, you know, make sure you smile, go out there and compliment somebody because that might really change their day and for the better, you know, you never know what nobody's going through. Spread love, positivity, and, you know, just be happy. You know, as Andre says, drink your water and, you know, just just live, live your life 
how you want as long as you're not hurting anybody else because and I think I'm stealing this from you a little Jack off of the the pod because at the end of the day nothing matters because we're just a speck of dust and our time on this planet is like that yeah live it how you want to man yeah very yeah could not agree more could not agree more yes sir yes sir snap and we are out of here